Dear Franny podcast is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the world's largest provider of audio entertainment. I myself have over 100 books that I have downloaded from Audible on my phone right now. And if not for Audible, I would not be able to keep up with all of the books and all of the podcasts that I want to hear because life is really, really busy. But with Audible, you can take all of your titles with you on the go. They sync across devices and I love when you can listen to the author read their own book. So Arlen Hamilton, who was a guest on this podcast a few months ago, she wrote a book called It's About Damn Time. And I I loved listening to the audio version of that book and listening to Arlen's voice tell me her story. So I'm a big, big fan and a longtime subscriber of Audible. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible by visiting audibletrial.com slash dearfranny. Audible trial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash dear franny when you use your trial you can cancel at any time no strings attached and the title that you get and you get two titles if you are an amazon prime member whatever titles you get you get to keep them you download them and you get to keep them forever even if you wind up canceling your membership but i don't think you will because it's that good so visit audibletrial.com slash dear franny Welcome to Dear Franny, the podcast of uncommon conversations about love. I'm your host, Francesca Hoagie. Hi there. I'm so glad that you're here and that you are listening and that you are just still hopeful enough to listen to a podcast about love (laughs) because the world is really crazy right now. And I always worry when things are so hectic that people will sort of lose sight of love because we're just so in the immediacy of dealing with the emotional trauma and stress of everything going on. And I'm always like, love is the answer, everyone. Love is still the answer. We need it now more than ever. So for those of you who are in the U.S., and even if you're not, you know what's going on in the U.S. right now. Things are crazy. We just impeached the current occupant of the White House for a second time. Amen to that. And, um, you know, there's a lot of madness in the world, but love continues to be the most powerful experience, energy, vibration, emotion in the universe. It is stronger than fear. And so we choose love. So I'm so glad that you are here with me today and you are choosing love. This episode is a rebroadcast of an episode that I initially recorded last fall of 2020. And um, it's an oldie but a goodie and still very relevant And it's all about how to not waste your time when dating because 90, probably 90% of the time when people are telling me about their frustrations with dating, they are also giving me a lot of examples of the ways in which they are really wasting their time and really just dating in a way in which they are unlikely to have the outcome that they want. And that breaks my heart. So I am very passionate about putting this message out into the world. And by the way, if you listen to this podcast episode and you find it valuable, I would really appreciate it if you shared it to somebody that you think would also find it valuable because that's how we grow, all of us. individually and as a podcast. So I'm going to jump into that momentarily, but I also want to just give you the heads up. If you have not yet taken my dating quiz, I have a dating archetype quiz. I have designed these four different 
dating archetypes to describe where you are at this particular time in your love journey. And you can take the quiz. It's 10 questions, multiple choice, really fast, and it will tell you which one you are. So if you have not yet taken your dating archetype quiz, and therefore you don't know if you're a looper or an avoider or a sailor or a surfer, I invite you to do so now. You can text dating quiz, all one word, D-A-T-I-N-G-Q-U-I-Z, all one word, to the number 44222. This is a text number, 44222. That's it. Those five digits. And if you are in the U.S., this is a regular text. And if you're outside of the U.S., this is going to count as a international text to the United States. So just heads up on that. So dating quiz, all one word, to 44222. So you can take that quiz and learn your dating archetype. And then if you come and find me on Instagram. I'm going to be doing a giveaway on Instagram and also one on Facebook. So find me at Dear Franny on Instagram and Facebook, and uh, you'll see how you can use your dating archetype to win something. So check that out. All right. Without further ado, I appreciate you. Here is the episode on how to date without wasting your time. One thing that I never want anyone to do is to date and go through all the motions and take all of the, you know, quote unquote, right steps, but still ultimately you are not really in a mindset that's going to allow you to be successful. So basically, I don't want you to waste your time. I don't want you to date and waste your time because that's a very, very easy thing to do. So that is what I want to talk about today. And I'm going to give you five sort of questions or tips for you to just check in with yourself and see like, okay, am I wasting my time while dating or am I on the right track? Because I want you to be on the right track because I I do believe that, you know, Dating is something your, you know, quote unquote, success in dating can change in an instant and it will, right? And sometimes just a little mindset shift is the thing that really facilitates the breakthrough that you're looking for. So I want to talk about that. Before I get to that, on a personal note, just wanted to share a couple of things with you. So I... My boyfriend and I went on an epic camping road trip and a few weeks ago, we were gone for 10 days and we drove from California to Montana and then and back and we stayed in Utah and gosh... Wyoming. No, do we stay in Wyoming? I don't know. Nevada. There was a lot of places that we went to. Idaho. We camped in Idaho. It was really beautiful. And I just, I'm a total city dweller, you know, born and bred and lived my whole life. And though I've spent time in nature, obviously, I haven't spent that much time in nature in a long time. And It was just very cool. And I wanted to just share this with you because I found that even my thoughts were different when I was in nature. Like I was so much more present. I wasn't projecting so much into the future. I wasn't ruminating on the past. It was just very present. Like there was just, I don't know, something about the woods and trees and the ocean. I mean, not that we were the ocean, but we actually did camp like five nights by bodies of water. So we had babbling brooks, there was a creek. I mean, it was amazing. And it was just all, I mean, I know this is so cliche, but I needed this reminder because to me going on this trip was like a compromise because of COVID and not feeling comfortable getting on an airplane. And also, you know, nowhere in the world is really interested in having us as US citizens right now. And nowhere in America is free from COVID. So we decided to just drive and camp and that felt a lot safer. 
whatever. And so I felt like I was compromising with this vacation, but then in the end, it wound up being a really powerful experience. So I just wanna encourage those of you who are feeling shut in, stuck in your homes, city bound, if you can get out of the city for you know a couple of days and just really immerse yourself in nature, I think, you will find that it really does do wonders for your soul. And then the day after we got back from our camping trip, we adopted a dog. So I am a dog mom now. His name is Toast. He is perfection. He's so cute. He was a stray, which is just crazy that anyone would ever abandon this angel of a dog, but he's just great. So I'm really excited about that. I'm just telling everyone. So I wanted to tell you, I have a dog. (laughs) His name is Toast and I'm very happy. Okay, so (laughs) now to the matter at hand. So dating, are you wasting your time? And maybe if you're not dating right now, but you're interested in dating, you know, these questions still apply. Like you still wanna make sure that you don't fall into these traps that are easy to fall into. And by the way, Everything that I say always, you know, when I'm giving any kind of dating advice, it's all said with love. I want you to hopefully feel that love and also really practice being compassionate towards yourself if these are things that you resonate with and are something that you're challenged with because you know, your dating history is not your destiny and love is possible for you. So I say this with love because I don't want you to waste your time because I want you to have love and I know that that's possible. So, all right, here we go. That's just my little disclaimer because I know that sometimes this kind of information can feel a little shaming, like, oh my God, I'm totally messing up or I'm so behind or I'm never gonna meet anyone. And that's the last thing I want you to take from this because it's not true. It's just not true. Okay, so question number one, do you go on lots of dates that go nowhere? And so the reason that this is an important question is that, you know, if you're going on lots and lots of dates that go nowhere, then, And when I say they go nowhere, I mean like, you know, maybe go on one date, two dates with people, maybe even three dates, but it just fizzles out before you can really, you know, get any traction, make that connection, start to build something more. So if you're stuck in a pattern like that, and I have been stuck in a pattern like that in my life, certainly, then I really want you to like take a break, take a step back and really ask yourself, okay, well, what's going on here? Because there's a disconnect because it's not that every person you go out with is going to be, you know, the perfect person for you, obviously, or maybe even, you know, somebody that you would necessarily want to date for an extended period of time. But if that's the case, then there's something off about your date selection. So if you're going on dates with a lot of people who are just far from what you're looking for, then you're doing something wrong in who you are selecting to go on dates with. So, you know, that's something to take a look at. Maybe you are prioritizing the wrong things when you're choosing who to date. There's something going on there. So if you're going on lots of dates that go nowhere, then I would really encourage you to take a step back and pivot because you are unlikely to break that pattern without some intervention and some, you know, intentional effort on your part. Okay, and then the next one is, actually this isn't a question, but this is more, if this resonates with you, you're looking for instant chemistry. Like that is the thing that you are prioritizing is that instant chemistry. And you might be a person who says, I know it when I'll see it. When I meet him, when I meet her, when I meet them, I'll know, and I'll know instantly. So that instant chemistry trap, and I do call it a trap because the fairy tale industrial complex really, really shoves this idea of 
instant chemistry. You know the moment you see them, the lightning bolt. They really shove this down our throats as the gold standard for love. And that's the fantasy and that's the most romantic thing. And the reality is that first of all, instant chemistry, Lord knows I've, I've had it, I felt it. It's so intoxicating and the dopamine spike and it feels magical and amazing. And it is, there's something, there is something, you know, alchemical and just magical about it. So I'm not knocking that feeling. However, if you think back to all of the people in your life who you've had instant chemistry with, where has that led you in the long term? And I'm talking about instant chemistry. So this is not me advocating that you get into relationships with people that you're not attracted to and you don't have chemistry with. That would also be a waste of your time, okay? (laughs) If you do that, actually I have to amend this list because this isn't on the list, but if you are spending a lot of time dating people who you are not attracted to and you're trying to convince yourself that you're going to get attracted to them or hope that you'll get attracted to them, that is a waste of your time. So instant chemistry is a very, very unreliable indicator of long-term compatibility. And sometimes if you have a pattern where, you know, you know it when you know it, you see the person and you know, and you know that that always leads to a certain outcome that you don't want, right? So if you're looking for like, you know, hot sex, then like that's total, that's amazing, right? That's, that's the way to go. But if you're actually looking for hot sex and a committed relationship that lasts, then, you know, you need to be looking for more than that instant chemistry. And if you find your in a dating pattern that you don't want and that you don't understand, then that instant chemistry then for you in that situation is actually, if not an outright red flag, it's at least a yellow one because that chemistry, what's registering as chemistry is your subconscious genius recognizing, oh, that's exactly the person who's gonna fit the puzzle piece of my pattern, of my beliefs and all of that. So there is a level of just awareness that I ask you to bring to those situations when you have instant chemistry. Now, like I'll tell you, excuse me, on a personal note, the first time I met my boyfriend and you probably heard the story if you listen to the podcast and I, I was just talking about it on the last episode, I think I was. Recap, very briefly, I met him on the street. We were walking while he was waiting for an Uber with his brother and I was walking by and we just had this very brief interaction. So we spoke for maybe five, seven minutes and then we went our separate ways. And I was not like, oh my God, this is the one. But I did feel like, hmm, that guy, the thought that I that really came into my head was, hmm, I just feel like I'm supposed to keep talking to him. Like there was something intriguing there. And I knew enough at that point about how like chemistry works and intuition works that like, that's a really good sign. If I feel drawn to continue a conversation with someone, there's something there and that's happening for a reason. And I also knew that I had done so much work on myself that I wasn't just searching, seeking that lightning bolt of instant chemistry, which I've experienced a number of times and it's wonderful and it's exciting and it's intoxicating. But for me, it never, ever, ever ended well. I always ended up getting hurt. I had already done the work on myself to get to the point where I could really trust my intuition and really know like, yes, I absolutely need to connect with this guy. And I then found him on Twitter. Yes, of course, I talked about this last in the last episode because that's one of the tips that I gave. One of the things that I would do is I would use social media to see, you know, who I'm interested in and slide into a DM or two. And that's what I did. So if you're looking only for that instant chemistry and you're telling yourself, I'll know when I see it, then I encourage you to take a step back to really think about 
okay, beyond the lightning bolt of instant chemistry, first of all, where has that led me in the past? So has that led me down a path of consistently getting into a dating pattern that I don't want? Because if you do know that, then you know that when you feel that instant chemistry, it's not a green light. It's actually like, "Mm, I need to take a step back. I need to show up differently and do things differently than I normally do if I want a different result. That's really, really important. And then also just really beyond the chemistry, thinking about what is the relationship that I want to have? Not just what's who's the person, but like, what's the relationship? What do we share together? You know, if the relationship had qualities, what are they, right? Do you have shared emotional intimacy? Do you like to be creative together or have intellectual stimulation or adventures or raising a family, like what are the things that are going to happen in this relationship rather than who's the person, if that makes sense. So those are questions that are really helpful to ask yourself. And then the third thing is if you are a person who blames other people, you think that the issue, the problem in your dating experience on your love journey is everyone else. So if you think that, you know, all men are this or no one wants that or all women are this or you don't understand people where I live in my city or my town are like this or in my profession or my social circle, I've heard it all and I've been there, right? It's always funny to me when people say, you don't understand, I live in DC, it's the worst place to date. And then I'll talk to somebody who lives in New York and they'll say, you don't understand. I live in New York. It's the worst place to date. And then I'll talk to somebody who lives in Boston. You don't understand. Boston is the worst place to date. I wish I lived in New York. It'd be so easy. You know, like I hear that all the time. But anyway, (laughs) just know that, and this is not a shaming or blaming thing, but you are the common denominator in your dating experience, in your dating patterns, in your relationships. So if you are having a result, this is sort of going, you know, back to what I said at the beginning, like, are you going on lots of dates that are going nowhere? Are you having the same experience over and over again, either, you know, being attracted to or attracting to you the same type of person over and over again, then you have to understand that you are part of the equation there. There needs to be some reflection that happens on your part to start to understand, okay, what is it about me that, or what am I projecting into the world? Or what might I actually believe to be true that I keep on, I keep on experiencing the same thing over and over again that I don't want. And an example of that would be, this is an example from my own life. And I know if you listen to this podcast, you know, I always talk about this. It's kind of, I get tired of hearing me tell you the same things, but it's important, I think, in this context to give an illustration, a real life one. So I'll just give my own, which is when I was of the mindset that guys didn't like me and that love was this thing that I desperately wanted, but was probably never going to have. I did an amazing job of always attracting and being attracted to men who would eventually validate that. So I was like, so good at like, you know, just falling for the unavailable guy. I was so good at getting some massive crush on some guy who was like, totally treating me like an option or not into me at all. Like I was so good at that. And it felt like that was my experience. Like I had that experience over and over and over and over again. So when you're in that experience, it feels like, well, this is just how it is. This is just reality. 
But actually, what I really encourage you to consider is that it doesn't have to be a reality, that there is some underlying belief or set of behaviors, because it's really your beliefs, because the beliefs inform everything. They inform, you know, how we feel about ourselves, who we're attracted to, how we behave. It informs everything. So, you know, when you are in that experience of having the same thing happen to you time and time and time again, it is so easy to think like, this is just, this is what it is. This is how it is. And I promise you, open yourself up to a different possibility that the way that it has been is not the way that it always has to be. And that actually there is some belief or some set of beliefs that you have that's actually being validated by your choices and the people that you're attracted to and that you're attracting. Because what we want, what you're unconscious mind wants, and that's what's running the show, is to be right about what it is you believe. And that's why what you believe is so, so powerful for your life because you'll make yourself right about it, even if it's something that you don't want. So if you find yourself thinking all men are this, or no one wants relationships, or all women are this, you know, or I live in this city and that's the problem, or I'm this age and that's the problem, or I'm divorced and that's the problem, or, or I'm, I've never been married and that's the problem, or I, you know, just... I'm not saying that there's not actual real factors that come into play. Race will be a perfect example. It is statistically true if you talk about online dating that black women are the least you know, contacted, the least favorited, the least responded to. The data is very clear about that. But when I was a black woman, well, I still am, but when I was a black woman who was dating online, I just decided that doesn't apply to me. I felt like I don't need every guy on this platform to like me. And if there are guys on this platform who don't want to date me because I'm black, guess what? I don't want to date them either. And so I never let that quote unquote reality be my reality. I'm talking about years later, I'm talking about the beginning of my dating journey, but after I had done you know, a lot of work on myself and my self-love and just, you know, bringing this awareness of like, well, I only want people who want me. So the people who don't want me, I'm not worried about them. I'm going to focus on the ones who do. And I tended to be very successful online. I, you know, I've had relationships with men that I've met online. And one point I was like, you know, OkCupid notified me that I was like one of the most popular people, you know, in New York City. I was, I mean, I I was, I was, I was doing really well on the, on the scene for a bit there. But um, (laughs) anyway, moving on. So if you're blaming other people outside factors, then that is a sign that you're not on the right track when it comes to dating and you might be wasting your time. Okay. And the fourth thing is, do you find dating stressful and demoralizing? If you find dating stressful and demoralizing, then you are potentially really wasting your time. And doesn't mean you don't get to date. It just means you got to take a break and really break down, okay, what about this process is feeling so stressful and so demoralizing? So is it, you know, that you need some more information about how to do it better, right? Maybe there's just some education that is needed. You know, dating is a skill. Maybe it's a mindset shift that needs to happen because you're feeling very pessimistic, right? And then, you know, one of the cures for pessimism and when I work with clients one-on-one, really one of the first things that we do is I have my clients, I ask them in a questionnaire to reflect upon their most significant relationships or romantic entanglements because not everybody's had quote-unquote relationships, not committed ones. And just even if they're crushes, like just like talk about it and, you know, what happened at the beginning, what happened at the middle, what happened at the end. And by doing that, by the time, you know, my clients and I talk this through and the end of that conversation, they get, they're like, oh, 
I get why that didn't work out. Oh, I see now the pattern. Oh yeah, I see how I ignored X, Y, Z. Oh yeah, well, yeah, to tell you the truth, like I didn't really wanna be with that person anyway. I was just hoping things were gonna change, right? And then when you start to really understand why or how you kind of come to this particular point in your love journey, then it doesn't feel demoralizing because then you're like, oh, now I understand what I was doing before that gave me that result. And I'm just not gonna do that anymore. So it's very empowering when you bring that clarity to like what's been going on in the past. If you are finding dating really stressful, really looking at, okay, what, how am I dating? You know, one thing that I have these like very practical tips for people about dating, you know, don't spend hours every day swiping on a dating app. That is going to stress you out and burn you out. And you're unlikely to be successful if you, that's what you're, that's how you're feeling. How you feel on your dating journey matters. If you're feeling stressed out and you're feeling demoralized, you're not in the right frame of mind to look at profiles and make a clear headed assessment. You're just now like, oh God, everybody sucks or, you know, it's, um, it becomes a really emotional state is not conducive to you meeting someone. So taking a step back, I encourage my clients to designate, you know, a couple hours each week, like so Sunday nights recommended. You can do this while you're on your sofa watching your, you know, HBO shows. Like just, okay, for two hours, this is when I'm gonna do my swiping for the week. I'm gonna swipe, I'm gonna swipe until I get 10 matches, and then I'm gonna close it. And then every day, yes, I want you to check your messages because you wanna respond to people in a timely fashion, but every day that's all you're doing. It's like you're responding and you're in communication, but you're not just endlessly swiping because that gets overwhelming and that gets stressful. If you're saying yes to dates that you don't wanna go on, then that's gonna be really stressful and that's something to look at, right? Why are you saying yes to the people that you're saying yes to? Like what about it is problematic? Are you you know, putting yourself in a position where you're driving an hour across town to go on these dates and now you're just exhausted, right? So it's gonna really serve you better to go on fewer dates that are high quality than it is to go on maybe a shit ton of dates that don't go anywhere. This is not about quantity, this is about quality. So if you're finding dating demoralizing, stressful, really taking a step back and seeing like, okay, how can I energize myself for this process? Am I trying to do too much? Do I need to just not work, quote unquote, work harder here, but you know, work smarter, so to speak? That's super important. And uh, and another thing that can help you if you're feeling, you know, demoralized or stressed out in your journey is to really concentrate and even write down a vision of the relationship, not just the person, because not about a perfect person, but the relationship that you want have and write it in such a way that it really connects with you emotionally and, you know, read it, like connect to that. That's what I did. I had this love vision and I wrote it out. It was not long. It was like a paragraph and I left it by my bedside and I would read it every night. And it just made me feel excited. Like, oh God, I can't wait until that's my life, until I am in that kind of relationship. And it helped me to really tap into the emotion and which was helpful. And first of all, attracting that relationship really quickly, but then also, also, and when I say really quickly, I mean, I'd say I, I was probably reading that love vision every night before I went to bed for, I can't tell you exactly because my memory is bad, but maybe two months before I met my boyfriend. And then when we were on our second date, I remember he was talking and I was staring at him and I was just like, oh my God, I'm feeling the way that I felt when I would read my love vision. It was crazy. And this is woo woo, but I'm woo woo. 
So really connecting to the motivation of the vision of what you want is something that can really help you if you're just really feeling demoralized on your journey, but also really bringing your attention to what you are doing to support yourself on your journey versus what you might be doing that's not helping. And then the last thing here is not a question. Again, not many questions are more kind of like just bullet point statements. You're focused on getting other people to like you. Like that is your goal as you go about dating. Now, and I already came up with another one. I started with these five and what was the one that I came up with while I was talking here, which was you are spending too much time dating people who you don't like, right? But it's also, there's this kind of orientation that's this mindset that's very easy to fall into with dating where you now are like, I just, I want to meet somebody and I just like want to meet somebody who really likes me and I just you know, want someone to like me and like that's what you're looking for. You're like, you're looking to be liked and we all want to be liked. And of course you want the people that you date to like you. We want everybody to like us. That's just as humans. We are naturally inclined to want people to like us. But when you're looking for a relationship, it's not just about being liked because when you're focused on just being liked, then you're like, it's hard to be authentic if your main concern is being liked because then you're going to start censoring yourself, filtering what you say and what you do based on what you think the other person wants. Okay, because you don't really know what they want. You think, okay, well, you know, I see this a lot with women. I mean, granted, I work mostly with straight women. So this is, and I am one. So this is what I see the most. But of course, this happens with everyone. So what happens is you go on a date with someone and you're so like, you're like, oh my God, this person is, you know, this guy, he's so smart. He's so ambitious. He's so successful. He's so all this. And then you're like, oh my God. Okay. So a guy like this is going to want a woman who's this and da da da. And so I'm going to be more of this. And, and it's like this whole performance based on what behaviors you think are going to get this person to like you. And if that is your orientation, that's your focus when you are dating, you are potentially and I mean, and really, in my opinion, wasting your time. Because if you do, quote unquote, succeed in the short term of getting somebody to be like, oh, this person, oh, she's great, or he's great, or whatever, they don't know the real you. And now the relationship has become about you being in this performance, people pleasing mode versus about the two of you coming together and your connection and your chemistry and what you're building together. So if you want a relationship that is cooperative, that is a give and a take where you are both being your authentic selves and seeing each other and appreciating and loving each other because of your authentic self, because that's where true intimacy lies. Like you need to have authenticity and real vulnerability in order to have true intimacy. And that's a two-way street. So that's coming from you and coming back at you, right? So it's not just about that person liking you. It's about what you can create together. And for the people who don't like you, because not everybody will, there is literally no one who is liked by everyone, okay? And there's no one who is considered to be, you know, gorgeous or hot or sexy by everyone or even smart by everyone, right? Like these things are not objective. They're highly, highly subjective. So as much as it can suck and hurt and be painful to meet somebody or be interested in someone or go on a date with someone and you really like them and they don't like you, you know, this is the thing that I say all the time, which is, If you think someone's perfect for you and they disagree and don't think that you're perfect for them, then you're wrong. 
they're not perfect for you. The person who's perfect for you is, or the people, because I think there's more than one, but the people who are right for you are the people who agree that you're right for them. So in order for that connection to be true and to be honest and to be authentic and to be something that has the potential to last, it needs to come from that place of real authenticity. And that's not just about being liked, that's about both of you showing up as your authentic selves and seeing what you can create together. So thank you. (laughs) for listening to me rant. I felt like that was a bit of a rant. Like I said at the beginning, it's all a rant that comes from a place of love and from a place of not wanting you to go through the motions of dating and waste your time because that does become demoralizing when you're just dating and dating and dating or not dating or kind of dating or dipping your toe into dating and getting frustrated and then pulling it out and then back and forth. I've been there and I've seen it all and I know what that's like, but if you want to be successful in dating and success in dating is not just about the relationship, but obviously that is the end goal. You know, dating gives you an opportunity to develop more confidence, self-awareness, communication, vulnerability. So there's a lot of ways to be successful in dating. It's not just about the end goal of meeting, you know, your person, but we want to meet your person and I want you to meet your person. So I don't want you to waste your time. I want you to use dating as the tool that it is to get you closer to that relationship and not to just be something that keeps you stuck and far from that relationship. And there you have it. I hope that you found that episode valuable. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, if you did find it valuable, I would really appreciate it if you shared it with someone who you think would also be able to learn and grow and save themselves some time and some heartbreak and some frustration by learning how to not do that anymore and to really date with a lot more clarity and intention. So thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of you who have taken the time to rate and review the show. I see you. And if you haven't yet done that and you're enjoying it, I would really appreciate your five-star rating. And then you can also write a review, which is extra credit A plus bonus, but I love you anyway. Even if you haven't subscribed or rated the show, I still appreciate you and I am grateful for you. And I am just sending you so much love and so much hope and possibility in this new year for yourself personally and for us collectively because we are all connected. And speaking of connected, you can stay in touch with me on the socials at Dear Franny, also the podcast at Dear Franny Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you're interested in that giveaway that I mentioned at the top of the show, that is at Dear Franny. So that's my Instagram page. I'm also at Dear Franny on Facebook. I'm also going to be doing the giveaway there. Check that out. I also have coming up in February, February 11th through the 14th. So Valentine's Day weekend, I am co-hosting a four-day summit and it is on the platform Clubhouse. So Clubhouse is an all audio, live audio platform, but we're also going to be streaming it on Zoom. So there will be a Zoom audio option for those who cannot attend on Clubhouse. And it is going to be incredible. Me and AC Brown, who I had on the podcast recently, she is an incredible coach, psychic, human design expert. And she and I, we've been hosting a lot of rooms together on Clubhouse where we talk about manifestation and human design and how it affects different aspects of your life, dating and money and career. And it's been so popular and people have just been giving us the most amazing feedback. So 
I decided that um, I'm going to do what I think is a first and hold this four-day summit on Clubhouse. And um, it's called the True Love Summit. And if you're interested in learning more information about that, go ahead and again, find me on Instagram or Facebook, and you can find the link in my bio and learn more information about the summit. So, okay, that's it. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening, especially if you're still listening. I really appreciate you. Stay safe, be well, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.